welcome to this BGSM podcast. My name is Babette Pluim, deputy editor of the BGSM, and I'm here with uh, Kees Rijn van de Hogeband, surgeon and chief medical officer of the Dutch Olympic Committee at the London Olympics. Very glad to have you here, Kees Rijn. Okay, nice to meet you. Yeah. We're here, we're currently at the offices of the Dutch Olympic Committee. Actually, we're sitting outside in a beautiful field of the offices. Can you tell us what the role of the chief medical officer entails? Yes, uh, there are two objectives. The first is uh, quite simple, is uh, uh, the formation of a medical staff for the Olympics, for the Dutch uh, squad. Our squad will be about uh, 180 uh, till 200 athletes, so a an, uh, an, an medical staff of about 9, 10 doctors and to some 20 physiotherapists will, uh, will, will be formed. So that's, that's one of the roles we have. But the second role is, uh, is even more important. Uh, I got uh, this role in, in the perspective of the new uh, direction the Dutch uh, top sport is going into the field of, uh, of focusing on uh, special programs. Uh, the, the, what we, we call the so-called podium programs, the, the programs with, in the past with a lot of medals and in the future maybe also a lot of medals, those are, uh, programs are supported by the National Olympic Committee and it, my medical part of it is, uh, is to provide those athletes with the optimum of medical uh, facilities. You have organized. Um, you have organized a masterclass for top sport physicians, and they all follow a four-year curriculum according to the Olympic cycle. Can you t- can you tell us a bit more about this masterclass and what you aim to uh, aim to achieve? Yes, this this masterclass is focused on those subjects which are not in the normal way uh, they are are taught by the by by, by universities etc. So what we are trying to do is to aim at, at subjects in relation to top sport, like for instance sports psychiatry or in uh, uh, difficult and complex uh, injuries uh, which are not the daily practice but have a relation with top sport and the, the, the special things that will around top sport like revalidation and uh, and uh, back back to back to play that that kind of of subjects are there but also things like load monitoring and and if we don't have the experts in in our country we uh, don't hesitate to get those experts from uh, outside and last uh, last masterclass for instance uh, we invited Inigo uh, Mujica uh, very well known uh, sports physician and uh, physio- uh, exercise physiologist and uh, he has uh, he gave us a fantastic overview about all the merits of, uh, of uh, exercise physiology and uh, things like overreaching, overtraining, etc. But see a, dif- see a difference between a sports physician and a top sport physician? Yes, I think it's a, it's a specialization. Um, and that's that's not in, in our country. We have uh, about 800 to 1,000 real top sports as we qualify them. Um, these what we call A and B high potential uh, sporters. They 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 don't need an enormous enormous amount of, of doctors. They they need 20 to 30 very dedicated doctors to uh, to, to give them the, the possibility to focus on their medical uh, needs. And I think that if these doctors are very dedicated to, to top sport and don't are not bothered by daily practice, they can uh, develop uh, in, in a special way. And I think the sport, uh, the, the, the top sports in, in Holland will benefit from that. Yeah. And also, you have worked in soccer for more than 25 years as a, as a team physician of uh, PSV in, um, in Eindhoven. 
what do you think makes a good team doctor in soccer and what are the pitfalls a young doctor has to watch yeah. out for? Well, especially what, you, what you're telling now, a young doctor. That I, ha I ha have met all the problems as a young doctor in, uh, as a team physician in, uh, in top football. It's a, it's a rather conservative world with, uh, with all kinds of ideas which are true or not true, but it doesn't matter. If the coach thinks it's true, you as a doctor has to convince him that's not true. And the pitfalls are, are many. Pitfalls are at the moment even more more demanding the, the, the problems are in the field of, uh, of the commercial things that, uh, that occur. A lot of uh, average football players earn an enormous amount of money and so they are in a, in a different world and, uh, and think that they, uh, that they can afford a, a, a certain behavior which is not the normal behavior. That's something you have to deal with as a doctor. And on the other hand, it's, uh, there, there's, a, there's a time frame and the time frame is, is always in hurry. You, uh, you have to be recovered as soon as you have your, 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 your illness or your injury. And that's, of course, that's impossible because also the laws for, uh, for, 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 for medicine are, are applied to that. So it's a very complicated and difficult, uh, difficult environment and it's, uh, yeah, it's learning by doing, I must say. Mm -hmm. So do you think it will be difficult for Bart van Zoest, who is uh, <laughs> trying to follow you yes, for your footsteps? Yes, I think steps? so. And, and, and I'm still the backup for Bart and I must say, uh, we have a very close relationship and what is many times he's he's asking me uh, about my advices in, in this particular field and well it's a it's a difficult world complex world uh, and i cannot give you a receipt for that it's a it's a matter of learning by doing as i've already told you mm -hmm. and when people talk about you they talk about dr van der hogeband but they also often refer to you as the father of yeah. and the father of peter van der hogeband how important was medical care um, for him throughout his career, and what do you think were the most essential aspects of that? That's a, I'm a privileged father, of course. My wife always tells me, well, there are a lot of, uh, of, of, of athletes, they, uh, they do the same, they train as hard as Peter did, but they don't achieve that, that kind of uh, success, and they're even in the same position. So, well, for Peter, as such, it, I was not Peter's doctor, I've always been his father, and I think that uh, that's a more important role. Uh, he didn't need special things, but what he did, and that's especially in the second phase of his career, uh, he developed a team with all kinds of experts surrounding him and advising and helping him, like the physiotherapist, like an exercise physiologist, like a strength and conditioning trainer. So he made his own team. And I think that's that's one of the things I learned from Peter, that if you have those dedicated guys surrounding you, you get an optimal environment for uh, for maximum uh, maximum results. And, and I think that, that, that from a medical point of view, he organized this very, very well. Despite that, he is been injured very, very, uh, very badly by uh, by a uh, so-called hernia, as we call it in Holland. That's a, a, a lumbar, lumbar spine hernia. He was operated on that after the Olympics of Athens, and to be honest, he never reached his uh, his same level after this operation. So he knows the restrict, yeah, the restrictions of. Uh, of, of, uh, of, of, of medicine and the, 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 the possibilities and impossibilities you have after a severe operation. Yeah. Is he currently involved in, in medical care or medical mm, guidance? No. Or? 
he was a medical student, but uh, in the beginning of his career, that's uh, in the period of uh, Sydney 2000, he came uh, to the conclusion that the combination of being a professional top sporter and uh, doing a medical career was uh, not possible. That's in in in, in a practical from a practical point of view, I must admit that it was very uh, very yeah difficult to do so. On the other hand, we have an example in Holland uh, that's Epke Zonderland, who is doing very well. He's uh, he's, he's a fantastic uh, gym, gymnastic uh, guy. He's a gold medalist of, of London, and he's doing his um, medical study too. So there are possibilities for some reason, but Peter was not able to do that, and so he stopped his medical career, and he's now more or less in business and also related to sports. He, uh, he has built the so-called top sport community uh, in which he brings together the, the top of, uh, of, of science, the, the top of top sport and all kinds of, uh, of business. We'll, we'll put a link to his website uh, next to the podcast because yes. it's, it's very impressive. It's very interesting to see. Yeah. But you are still very heavily involved in, um, in swimming because you're the chairperson of the medical uh, committee of the FINA. Can you tell us a bit about this aim and the mission and their most important projects? Uh, that's a volunteer commission, so that has also its, uh, yeah, the, the, the problems because you cannot meet very very often. On the other hand, we uh, with modern media we can communicate very well, and in, within our commission we have decided to do uh, a, a, a several projects. We did uh, recently a consensus meeting on nutrition in, uh, in London to get uh, a good advice for uh, aquatics for all athletes in aquatics uh, to use uh, all kind of uh, uh, nutritional supplements, for instance, and other things, other advices. We are aiming at, uh, at, at a new consensus meeting which will be held in Doha and Qatar during the next short course world championships. And uh, in, the, in this meeting we will discuss uh, the methodology of, uh, of uh, illness and injury uh, uh, studies we already did and which we have to improve. That's that's the work of Margot Monjoy. Um, on the uh, there's another proposition now to do an, uh, a study on the uh, uh, on, on a check on the cardiac uh, cardiology uh, a cardiac check before such a big uh, tournament, which has all, all kind of logistic problems, of course, but mm -hmm. has also scientific uh, worth. I think. Yeah. Uh, when is that going to be held? What or what kind uh, of? First, we are going to start that in uh, in Doha, mm -hmm. and uh, we just recently got the offer from Kazan, uh, where the World Championships will take place in 2015, to extend that project to Kazan. We will discuss that in December in uh, Doha. Okay, wonderful. And you were in the, in the committee who helped uh, sports medicine in the Netherlands achieve uh, specialist recognition, but it's now still struggling a bit. How do you see the future of sports medicine in the Netherlands? That has been a big achievement. Uh, now sports medicine is recognized as a specialism in the Netherlands, an official specialism. Uh, on the other hand, there is a problem to implement this uh, specialism, which is a young specialism uh, with a financial, uh, res uh, financial background, of course, too. Um, this, this is still a problem. The, the insurance companies in the Netherlands and also the government doesn't know exactly how to implement this uh, new, and for, for the first time in 20 years that a new specialism was added to the, to the tableau we already had. Uh, 
they don't know for sure how to do that. So we have a new task force within the uh, within the, the we call the Vereniging voor Sportgeneeskunde. That's our association for sports medicine. And this task force is now helping the government and the uh, insurance companies to come to uh, an implementation for the sport doctors. I, th I think in the future that's, that that this will be an, a, a big big impulse to the to the development of sports medicine in the Netherlands in all kinds of fields, not only in the top sport, but especially in, uh, in recreational sport. Mm -hmm. And talking about sports medicine, what is your most important advice for sports physicians who want to improve themselves in order to become really competent in their field? As soon as you are a sports physician with your general background, with your general uh, uh, program you have had in four years, you must realize that you have to specialize. Uh, what I see that the field is so it's such a broad field, and you see that another specialisms too in orthopedics and surgery, etc. That you have to choose which way you want to go. If you want to go to top sport, that means that you have to be a dedicated top sport doctor. If you want to go into oncology, for instance, you must really aim at that that part of uh, sports medicine or the the, the, the the aspects of that uh, part of sports medicine. So my advice is to go to early specialization because the whole broad field covering that, that will, won't be impossible. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for giving us some insight. Is there anything else you would like to add or share with our no, I think you had an extensive interview with me, so I think that uh, most things are said. And, uh, Perfect. And thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. Okay.